Blog Talk Radio. Telling me with tonight's conversation, it's inappropriate that I be sipping. Um, no, because we have to be us, and so I, I know how we are, and it didn't matter what the topic was. This is how we do it. This is true, indeed. Oh, sorry. Oh my god. <laughs>
to as crazy as this grandmama who people don't know she black or white, but she sure the hell is ratchet. So we're just going to talk about a little bit of everything. We had some people that were going to stop by, so we definitely are going to get to chat with um, some other people about, you know, how they see this whole saving the world or changing the world in the perspective of, you know, whatever we're talking about. Um, So hopefully some of those people will join us this evening. So we'll get some callers and uh, take some conversation. And I have one um, author friend that I know is coming by because, you know, he's been like right there. What time does it start? What do I how do I need to call in? And so I figure he will definitely be here. And we'll just, you know, we're just going to move through our topic about changing or saving the world as such. Okay. Well, let's get it started because I heard something the other day that I thought was very interesting. I like going to the table. So are you rushing me? Absolutely. So you just don't know how to let things happen naturally. You're one of those type of personalities. I'm not going to feed into it, Amaj. I'm not going to feed into it tonight. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm about to open up my are you? Are you denying us the authentic Ron? Are you trying to be someone else? Are you being fake? Mm, Ron would be me. I'm going to be me. I, I mean, fake. I mean, I know how to do fake, but I, I, I don't do fake on this show. <laughs> well, is this is this next thing that you want to talk about something that we need to go ahead and start our live about, or do you want to do this before the live comes on? How do you, how do you need this to work in your world? Well, I mean that's up to you, Captain. You know, El Captain Ten more books, but um, I mean mm-hmm. it, it, it was something I heard the other morning that I thought was very interesting that may be applicable. It may not be, but I thought it was kind of applicable. So I figured I'd just, you know, throw it out there when we get a chance. Well, I'm going to start. We're going to open up with Ron's whole one of whatever, whatever Ron experienced um, in his morning or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we're going to start. I'm going to start the live. So at any point, um, Imaj, if you want to come join the live, I'm going to start the live. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to come through. I'm going to come through. Okay. I had to go open up my corona, so my corona is now open. Okay. Well, we are we're going to be no, no rush at all, so take your time. All right, so, um, Ron, what, what experience did you have? The other morning, we would love to hear about this. So I'm driving around early in the morning on my way to work, and it was a Sunday, and it was a pastor giving his sermon. Because, you know, early Sunday morning, that's basically what's on the radio. And he said something that I thought was somewhat interesting, especially for parents, and it may apply, you know, for us changing the world. What he said was... Don't tell your child they can do anything. 
You know, you tell your child, don't you tell can your be child anything what? you want to be. You can be anything don't you want to be. Okay. Right? Because we're not here to be anything. We have a certain amount of skills that we should be able to harness. And by you telling your child they could be anything, what this pastor said, you are taking the easy way out. And what he meant by that was you're not at that point seeing what your child's individual gifts are and honing those gifts and pulling them out of them. You're saying you could be anything. And I said, hmm, that's kind of interesting. So we all, if you believe in a higher power, have certain gifts bestowed upon us by that higher power that we should focus on. And if your higher gift is to be a teacher, you shouldn't focus on being a basketball player. You should focus on being the best teacher that you can be. If your gift is to be a politician because you have the gift of gab and you can put people together and do things, then you should focus on that and not focus on being a singer. If you are, you know what I'm saying, what he said was if your child comes home with an A in science, an A in math, a B in English, and an F in social studies, what as parents do we focus on? And he was like, most of us focus on that F. So what you're doing automatically is you're focusing on the negative as, a fo- as, as opposed to focusing on that A in math and science you know, that they got. Hello? And that's Can not I to say you, you should Hello? We're here. We're listening. All right. I heard somebody talking up there trying to interject. Um, no, we were not. That's not to say... That's not to say that you should ignore the F that they got in the social studies. You shouldn't ignore it, not at all. But there's certain gifts that they have. Those should be harnessed, and those need to be identified by the parent and built upon. And I was like, that's a very interesting train of thought. And I think if more of us parents looked and seen what our children are really talented in and what their gifts are, then we would be able to build those gifts and build those talents and build those specialties so that our children can be the best people that they're supposed to be and not just be anything. So I heard that, and I thought that was a very interesting take. I I was going back and forth on it, but the more I think on it, I think the man had a point. So what do y'all think? Well, I'm just going to say this. Um, I wish you could see me because I would like to shoot you the your number one sign with the middle finger because you and I had a conversation previously during a wind down where you went in on um, Barack Obama because you were trying to ignite a rise in me, and you did. And we talked about, because you your whole point was don't tell these kids they could be the next president. Is that what you And I said, that's not my point. But whatever it is that they are destined to do, that that is the thing that they can do, no matter how odd or absurd it seems, if that is what they're destined to do. And we had a whole conversation about that. And you're going to sit here and tell me that you don't remember that? 
Who the fuck said that? What are you doing? Put words it in my was, mouth. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was just two weeks ago, Ron. It was just Exactly. Who said that I didn't remember that? I didn't say I didn't remember that. She what said, you, you going to tell me you didn't remember that? said something. Like something, this pastor said something that we hadn't even discussed. Like you and I had a whole discussion, and your whole point at that time was, I guess, that, that I could give you that little bit because, okay, if you're not telling them they could be president, but just telling them that they could do this thing well, even if it's something that nobody else has done or whatever. And I'm sitting here thinking that's kind of the same thing this pastor is saying, you know, that whatever that thing is, they are said is, you know, there to do or their passion is for, that's what they should be focusing on and not everything in the world. I'm just saying, that's just how I took it. Listen, I never said that a child shouldn't live up to their highest expectation and fulfill all their abilities. I never said that. And if you pick that up from what I put down, then pardon me for not being clear. What I said was... That's not what I said either. Here we go back to this, this argument with the Men hear one thing and women say another. I'm just saying it wasn't a new concept. Like, it's very in the same vein as the conversation that we had previously where okay, your and I'm not saying that it's not. not. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's not. First of all, what you're going to do is stop sucking your own titties and trying to take, you know what I'm saying, credit for some shit that I heard. All right? Saying that, oh, I I'm can't first. I'm not taking person. credit for anything. I'm taking credit for our conversation, so this should Imani, not have been something Imani, totally Imani, new to you. Said, I'm not taking credit for anything I'm taking credit for. That's how you know it's bullshit right there to begin with. I am saying, how about that? I am saying that your reaction to me appeared to be very brand new to something that you had gone ham on me with before. No, see, what, what what I understood you saying before, and I could be wrong, I've been wrong before, and I will be wrong again. What I understood you, you saying, that's that bullshit. What I understood you saying is that this man was an inspiration that you can a- a- achieve the heights of presidency. And what I'm saying is the office of president, the Oval Office, is not elected, it is selected. And you will not be selected unless you are willing to compromise yourself like Barack Hussein Obama did, like Donald Trump did, like Bill Clinton did, like and all these presidents. we went back, because I cut you off like I'm doing right now, and I said, I don't tell children that they can be the next president. I tell children that no matter what it is that they strive to do, like this man who is considered the first black, they can be the first female to do whatever that thing is. They could be the first Hispanic to achieve whatever it is that they are achieving, but I like to use that the odds were against him or that it was a historical moment to say that they can be trailblazers. I, and we had that conversation, and you said, and oh, well, right. that's kind of different than telling them they right. can be president. You are 100% okay. right. They can be trailblazers. But, but what his point was, and what I'm focusing on, is not necessarily okay. the child. It's the parent. It's the parent okay. identifying what this child's natural gifts are 
what this child is talented at and honing that. I'm not saying, first okay, of all, and this, may, awesome. and this may be 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 uh, uh, berating children, and I apologize if if it is, but they don't know shit. They need to be taught <laughs> shit. This may be berating them. <laughs> like telling somebody they don't know shit is not definitely a berating. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to say this um, while we're on the air and this is being recorded. I appreciate your clarification. That is different, and that is something that you make clarity to for me. And so I step back and I applaud your efforts, but I won't give you applause because I don't like you that much. Um, but I do, I do, I do apply that, that angle that we did not discuss previously. Did so that you go in here? You see how she jumped down my throat the mine talking about, nigga, we said this 14 days ago. <laughs> you should remember. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sim Simmer now, honey. Sim Simmer. Amaj co signing you, Ron, it was just two weeks ago. Nigga, I know how long ago it was. <laughs> she did not co-sign anything. She did not. She sat over there and she checked her hot phone because she's getting some heavy action over there. So don't get on him. I don't of have me. any action going on. When y'all get to arguing, I just make y'all argue. Y'all know that. But we're not um, arguing. So, it's just a, a, a heated discussion back and forth that, unfortunately, she somewhat misunderstood my point. But I understand why she misunderstood it because she's a woman. Wait a minute, Ron. Ooh, I'm a woman too. So oh, my bad. Did I say that out loud? I should have said my bad. I didn't mean to say that out loud. My bad. My bad. You too late. Don't say that. It's like a space game. Card to the board. You said it. No take back. Um, so we do have um, a, a couple callers. So if you are calling in because you want to add some information because we kind of talk online, I need you to press one so I know you want to talk. I don't want to open anybody's line that doesn't want to speak. But if you are wanting to speak because you want to share, like, that whole change in the world thing we were talking about, please definitely hit one so I'll see that you are acknowledging that you actually want to talk on the show. Um because I don't want to catch your background doing something embarrassing, and then we have to start talking about you live. That would not be nice. Because I will um, talk about a motherfucker. He will second. talk about you. He will talk about you bad. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. How are you this evening? Good to see you, Matthew. I've been checking you out. You probably have something you want to share about changing the world, because you sometimes you say some stuff that's pretty deep, so. Definitely you checking out men's now? You checking out men's? Uh-oh. I'm not checking out men's. I'm looking at people's posts, and he posts some things sometimes. It's like, hey, that was a really good word. So it's just saying. It sounds like you're smiling time. when you're talking. You, you be checking out Matthew? You be checking out Maddie Love? No, she doesn't. <sighs> Matthew, you know you have to ignore Ron. You do know that, right? Okay. Um, so I also posted this um topic a couple wait, of days before, ago. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Before, before you move on, before you move on to what you posted, I want to hear Maja's take on what I said. She thinks you're stupid. 
I get it. I get what you were saying. It was, you know, I was um, very intrigued by the fact that you were listening to somebody's pastor talk about this um, over the radio. Because you are a heathen, and she's surprised that your ears didn't burn off of your head because you're such a heathen. Please continue with Mosh. Oh, but I I get what you're saying. Like the, you know, you these children, we have to find the things that because God put us here on this earth to do specific things. You know, it's not just because we're here, but He gives us certain talents to make a difference and make changes. So I get what the pastor was saying, and I'm glad that you were listening to him that morning, and you got some information from him too, and you continue to learn and build on it. Awesome talk. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you. But I appreciate you, brother. And, 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 and she thinks you're an asshole. She didn't say that, even though she may think it sometimes. But that being said, I, I listen to this pastor because I work Mr. on Sunday Gibbons, morning. Nice to see you, Mr. Gibbons. So I listen to him okay, most, so, month, most Sunday can, mornings, can and, 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 and one second? thing can you, can you I could, but I choose not to. I could, but well, I choose not to. So, you know that the callers are more important than you are. So I'm going to open the mic for area code 404 because Ron's commentary is not that important right now. So area code 404, hey. you are on the air. Hello, guys. How are you all doing? Great. How are you? Good, good, great show and a great topic. Um, I just wanted to kind of call in and give my two cents. I know uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, how can we change the world. And I think, you know, it's been here so long, and there's really nothing new under the sun. And we all go through the different phases. But what I do think we can do in theory to make it better is the more information we have, we do better. The more communication mm-hmm. we have, like your shows or like-minded people can talk and listen, we do better. When we focus more on solutions to our issues, we do better. Instead of planning more, we should come up with more solutions. I also think um, that when we respect each other more, because even mm-hmm. in the midst of ourselves, we can be have like the same mission sometimes, and yet we fight amongst ourselves because we feel like our mission is bigger than the next person's mission, or ours is more mm-hmm. important. And it's only as important right. as it is to the individual. Everybody doesn't have the same issue. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, some of those things, in theory, no matter what the situations are, whether it's our economics, whether it's our government, whether it's, you know, in our communities. Those are the, you know, some principles that we could, you know, live by that will help us solve or enhance in a positive way anything. Definitely. All right. So and so is this I, I appreciate that. Is this so you Thomas? said. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. I'm All right. Okay, go ahead. You said um you said 
information. Is there anything else that you would like to specifically that like any types of information or 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 or, or like um anything what? in particular that you would like to yeah, put not- specifically out there? Yeah, you know what, what information, and because, of course, it's all to the individual, and I'm a theory person, so I'm sorry if I sound so vague. But, you know, um, I think, are y'all talking about the black community or just in general? Any well, let's start, let's start with black. Anywhere. Ron, you always want to go with black. No, no, no. I was gonna say let's start with black and then go out from there because you got. I mean, you got to have a starting point and an ending point. So let's start with with with, with the melanated community and then let's go outside from there. Okay. So when it comes to our community, um, we need more leadership, wise counsel, more venues where we're in the same place at the same time talking about things of substance. Um. Uh, we need more educate well education on self esteem and knowing our history because we have been great always, but most of us don't know that, and especially our young African American mm-hmm. men. So mm-hmm. when dads are not available and you have nothing to not much positivity to that resembles you. How do you then think you can even be great when the world shows you something else? So something we do in our different programs is we always show them greatness, and greatness of our black men in the 1800s. There were millionaires in the 1700s. But if you think they just arrived, then you know what I mean? You think you're the 1%, and that's not the truth. So I think our education is very important because it then seems um, – our self-esteem, knowing that we are meant to be great. Now, people tell you that, but what does that look like? And they need to see that more. Um, mm-hmm. So you we need said, all, back. All, you said our program. What is the name of your program, and where is it at? We have a program called Our Future, and it's for African-American males between the ages of 12 and 21. And we have different programs. Um, we're starting a a support group now because a lot of our young men are suffering for trauma that's being addressed. And we want them to do better, but what are we giving them to be better? And you're better from the inside out. So we need them to have their self, self-esteem back. We need to address the trauma of them not having fathers. So most of them don't feel like they know how to be men. Um, watching people their age die and feeling like an endangered species, they're just, they're, they're, it's almost impossible to excel in that mental trauma. And the elders in this in our communities need to do something. And we're just hoping that we can give our two cents and help. Yes, ma'am. You done? Yes, ma'am, that's all you got? You have questions about like she is being interrogated, and all you have is yes, ma'am. Don't laugh at her. Please don't laugh at her. Please do not laugh at her. She is not funny. So, she would is you, condescending. Would you, also take, would you also take this opportunity to um, let everybody know about your show that you do? Because you do a radio show, too, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So we do the yeah. relationship party here in Atlanta on 1100 a.m. Um, I don't have the link. You can download the app for 1100 a.m. in the Google Play Store. We air every Thursday, 5 to 6. And we talk about just what you guys, we talk about, it's called the relationship party, but we talk about all relationships. And, you know, we just open up the dialogue like you all are doing such a great job to open up the dialogue so we can open up the conversation, we can learn from each other, we can connect. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I appreciate what you all are doing. Well, I am so well, we glad. We talked a lot on our show happen. too. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of conscious about this. Um, I was glad. I'm glad you stopped by because I think you know, just like you said, more of these conversations from people that you don't always talk to. Because you know, some sometimes when you're in your circle a lot, you guys kind of share a lot of the same ideas as far as solutions go, but when you have the opportunity to branch out and get fresh and new ideas that, you know, you are not accustomed to, it, it allows you to, to think on something else. So I'm glad you took some time to stop through and share that with us. And it's also nice to hear that some people are actually doing things actively in the community that allow change to, to happen over time. Um, with your program. And I just want to say to them, there are more of us than you think. And I always try to tell people, just because you you don't see it, that mean it doesn't exist. And sometimes we are, as black people, we are our own worst critics because we generally, now social media helps us a lot, we don't generally get to see the good. It's almost hidden. Mm -hmm. But you have to remember, it does exist. You just have to find it. Everybody is not bad. And there are gangs of people like me that I know that I'm connected to, and not because I know them personally, that are out there with similar missions. Some, the bad mm-hmm. part is we're just not in the same place at the same time talking. And that's what shows like yours do, because somebody may be hearing my voice, oh, I need to connect with them, and vice versa, on my show, and on somebody else's show. So what we do is so important. And, again, big up to mm-hmm. y'all, whether you're having fun, whether you're using cuss words, whatever, it doesn't matter. We just have to open up the dialogue. <laughs> All right, so let me ask and you one more that, question. Uh, sure. Uh, so you said earlier that we need more leaders, right? Yes. And it, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But more than mm-hmm. leaders, what I think we need is I think we need more Indians. We don't need more chiefs. We don't need because. Do you think the, we have any right now? I think we have more than you. As you just said, we have more people working. We have more leaders than you think. I think those leaders need people to help them in the in, in this particular mission that they have. So it's like if you come up with a great idea on how to help us as a people. How are you going to do it by yourself? You can't. You need people to support you and to assist you. And what I think we don't do is we don't assist people. Like, there's a there's a, a, a train of thought right now. Everybody wants to be a boss, all right? right? And understand this, Steve Jobs couldn't have did it by himself. You know right. what I mean? There's no boss that can do it without workers. So right. I commend people who want to be a boss and lead 
But we need more followers, in my humble opinion, and we need more Indians as opposed to chiefs because Indians do the work that chiefs can't do or chiefs used to do. So right. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I just think sometimes you need, you know what, let me give 10 hours a week to this person and their mission to help us as opposed to starting your own organization. Well, and I agree with you on that. And let me say this right here. I just believe, I guess when we use the word leader, I, I believe that sometimes we use it too loosely. Just because you start something that makes you a leader, you have to have followers and Indians to lead, unless you're leading yourself. So when I say strong leaders, I mean people who are actually leading people somewhere. Principles of being a leader is being able to have people who will follow you because you have found a way to have those people believe in your mission. And that is one of, not, not only in just the community, but in business. I'm really, I thank God I have that great quality. Some people don't because they're so busy in their own vision that they're not humble enough to allow people to really take a part. When somebody really comes in and wants to help, they get a little, you know, kind of twisted a little bit because they think somebody's going to try to steal it from them. Instead of remembering it is about the mission, it is not about you. And I find, and that's why I said when we were saying earlier about what we need, and I said wise counsel, wise counsel has to come in and say, hey, y'all need to get your stuff together over there. Humble yourself. Don't take five. Don't you break up this this system here because you don't like this one and all this little shenanigans that, you know, the adversary will put in the midst. A strong leader understands how not to get and to wise counsel, you know what I mean, kind of balances that out. So I agree with you. We do need people to help, but people can only follow people who are leading. You don't have to beg for people to follow you. Your mission, when you get it clear, will speak for itself. You will learn how to make it in such a way that people want to be and want to help you. Because I'll tell you, just from my life experience, when I ask, people come because I've learned ways to to make it be beneficial for them, not just about me, if that makes sense. Not only does it make sense, but the way you said shenanigans was cute in the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but so we are, we're on the same page. We both agree, right? So I'm 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 thanking you for stopping through. Please, you're welcome to stay um around and hang out. I have sure. one more caller that um, I I know sure. is trying to get into. I don't want to continue to make him wait, but. No, no, I, no, no. I Thank you, you for having me on. I'm just going to tune in and listen for the rest of the show. Y'all have fun. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I and, appreciate and you. We appreciate you're you. always welcome to drop through and drop us a word. We're, we're always welcome to that on Wednesday night. So. Thank you. Thank and one you more so time much. before you go, let people know when your show comes on. It comes on Thursdays, 5 to 6. The Relationship Party on WWEE 1100 AM in Atlanta. Thank you, guys. Good night.
Thank you so much, and we will catch you on the Internet. <laughs> okay. So we have another caller. Um, area code is 510. I believe that is Mr. Gibbons, and if that is you, would you hit the number one so I don't open the mic to somebody who doesn't want to talk? Um, but if that's you, would you press the number one for me so I know that that is you, in fact? Okay, so um, Ron, did you get any new perspective from that conversation? New perspectives? I wouldn't say new perspectives. I mean, sometimes oh. you don't need to learn something. Sometimes you just need confirmation on what you know. And she definitely, you know what I'm saying, gave confirmation. But I, I wouldn't say it was anything new that I particularly learned. I mean, there may be some people who did, and, and, and that's that's great. I, I definitely like that. But um, the one thing that I, I, I like that she spoke on is that people need to realize there's more people out here that's doing things that got boots on the ground than we think. So when we say nobody's yeah. doing this, no, you got three dozen right. people doing this, and those three dozen people got a couple of hundred Exactly. Okay. And, and, and I need you to shut that was my up. point about and take this next caller. Um, this nigga did not just cut me off. I swear for God we go fight. Hello, hello, hello. Do you hear me? Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, and welcome to the wind down. Uh, thank you for welcoming me. You know, I've, I've been listening to the show ever since it started, and. Um, what? How can we change the world? That's a very, very good topic. And actually, I was—I actually agree with a lot of stuff my talkative brother was talking about about um, about the future. For example, he he said something about uh, telling kids they can be whatever they want to be. You know, to me, I think that's unrealistic. I remember when I was young, and somebody told me, "Hey, you can be anything you want to be." But, see, I had something specific in mind that I wanted to do, you know. And when when I was told, hey, you can be whatever you want to be, I said, man, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not every not everybody can lead. Everybody's not cut to lead. You know, we need yeah. followers. I remember uh, I was first told that uh, as black people we were, Kings and queens, we're all kings and queens. And I was trying to, I was trying to picture a, a country that everybody is a king and everybody is a queen. You know, I, I imagine everybody's walking around the street wearing crowns, but that doesn't happen. So right. we, a, a lot of us, a lot of us have to follow. Not everybody can lead. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was a little unrealistic of me. Of um, now, it, their goals. You know, I could always strive for a goal. That's that's you know that's what I try to do. You know, set goals for myself. But in order to change mm-hmm. the world, I think, in my opinion, we have to change ourselves. You know, well, I I can't I can't change anybody around me unless I change Mike. By the way, my name is Mike. I I can't change anybody mm-hmm. around me unless I change Mike. If Mike doesn't change, the world doesn't change. So I got to check myself out. And I got to say, hey, what is going on with me? What am I doing what God wants me to do in my life, you know? So I have to do some soul searching, and I have to see what I want to do, not anything in the world, 
because every, you know, you tell a kid that, first of all, a kid, you're lying to him. He cannot do anything he want to do, and he cannot be anything he want to be, you know. So one of the things of maturing, I think, is to realize your, <clears throat> realize your limits and, um, and work within the limits in order to make a happy and successful life. Now, I was saying that um, I have to change me before I change anybody else. So that requires some soul searching, some reflection, and, um, you know, and then you reach that part and you see where you want to fit in in society, where you want to fit in in our our country, you know. Uh, Right now, we need a lot of people to fit in because what's really going on in our country is really shameful, you know. As far as the guy, the president occupant of the White House, I don't even like saying his name because I get upset when I say his name. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, you know, um, we need some people to uh, step up and and take on the responsibility of changing the world. You know, but I can't begin to change the world, like I said, until I change Mike. Um, You know, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate that. You know, and, I'm glad uh, that yeah. you, you know, were, that you actually showed up and share your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Mike, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, but, you yes, sir. With the current, with with the current person who uh inhabits the Oval Office, has there really ever been a person who has inhabited that office or that position that has really had our interest in hand? Our interest? What you mean? Our as black people? Um, are you, are you mean citizens of the country? Ours, mm-hmm. Even as American citizens, the lumpen proletariat, has there right. ever been a a, a a a president who's actually cared for the country and not for a specific demographic other country? Yeah, I actually I can I can name a, a number of presidents that. I thought really cared about the country, but a lot of times we overestimate the power of the presidency. The presidency really doesn't have a lot of power because in our society, uh, we have the judicial branch and we have the executive branch and the, and the um, legislative branch of government. So power is divided in three sections. Now, what I was talking about is right now, the occupant of the White House we have now controls all three. You know, he controls Congress. He controls the Supreme Court, you know, as even before he nominates the first person, a second person to the court. He controls all that. But the president, constitutionally, doesn't have a lot of power. Uh, for example, okay, I think Barack Obama, I think, I, think, I think Barack Obama really cared. He actually cared about people. And I saw that in his personality. I don't, you know, you can talk about his positions on uh, different subjects or whatever, but I, but deep down inside, I think he really cared. But he couldn't do anything because, first of all, uh, like I said, he has a limited amount of power. And the power that was in office, for example, we had the legislative branch, which was the other side, the Republicans. As far as I'm well, concerned. in his first term, in his first term, correct me if I'm wrong, but his first term, the Congress was Democratic. Yes, it was. Yes, it so was. then he had control over two thirds of that power. 
Yes. And he also um, put two justices on the bench, correct? He put two, uh, Soto Munoz and uh, and who else? The, the lady, Hispanic lady, and the the one, yeah, the Hispanic lady from New York, and I've... okay, even if he put one, let's just say he put okay. one, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those other eight were Democratic appointees, right. So they, in theory, would have been aligned with his thinking. Well, I don't know. Uh, three of the seven, three of the seven were uh, were uh, put there by Democratic presidents. Four of them were by Republican candidates. The guy who retired today was a swing. Sometimes he went with Democrats. Sometimes he went with Republicans. Now, with him retiring, okay. you know, we take the swing vote away. But the th- the thing is, like I said, the president really doesn't have a whole lot of power. Uh, and that's, I think that's the dangerous part of this guy we have because he's trying to snatch as much power as he can, and he's being successful at it because p- the people that were elected by the people to govern our country is going along with it as far as um, on that side. You know, they're scared. Everybody's acting like they're scared of this guy. They're afraid of offending this guy. They watch their tongue because we don't want him mad at us because he's going to yell at us and make us look bad on the radio or on the TV, you see. So, yeah, but but going back to what I was saying, I, I understand your point, but the, our last president, Barack Obama, he really did do a lot for our people. The Affordable Care Act. Yeah, I mean, he did it for the entire country. Exactly. That was the entire country. That wasn't for us. Right. He's not president of black America. He's president. He was president of the United States of America. He has the whole and I country. Hear what you, so he can't. And I hear he what you're saying. He can't and possibly. In theory, you're right. In mm-hmm. theory, you're right. But tell me one person who has brown or black skin that when he was going said he's going to be for us. Everybody said that. No, no one's. I don't, I, brother. I disagree with you. I don't think any okay. of them said that that they're going to be for black people all the time. Because, like I said, he has an co- entire country to run. He can't focus on black folks, but he did things to benefit black people in his country. The Affordable Care Act. He got people jobs. He saved a car company. He stopped the bank from ripping off Americans. He did a lot of good things. Within his power, okay. even though in his last term, people, the forces that be were trying to get him and, and said no to everything he suggested or uh, mentioned or any bill that he proposed or when he, when he like I said, when he uh, nominated the Supreme Court justice, I think that's the one you're talking about. The guy that didn't make it because the Republicans wouldn't put it, put it up to vote. Right. They said, we're going to wait till after the election, blah, 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 blah. You know, before we get this guy in, so uh, yeah, I, I see your point. But um, you know, he's like I said, he's not president of Black America. He's president of the United States of America. He has to look at uh, look at us, but he has to consider the entire country when he's making his decisions. He can't say, "Okay, we're going to black, 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 black this." You know, that's that's not the way the Constitution of the United States works. So that being said. How come he was – and don't get me wrong. I'm not here to bash that mm-hmm. man because he did what he did. 
And I'm not right. here to contradict everything you say. I'm not. That's not what I'm here for. I just ask this for you know edification of myself. Right. So if he can't do things for a specific demographic, I can point at specific demographics that he did things for specifically, mm-hmm. such as the LGBTQ community. Right. He did things specifically for them that mm-hmm. that that helped nobody else. He did things specifically for the 1% that helped nobody else. He did things specifically for uh, Latinos that helped nobody else. But he did nothing specifically for melanated people, African people that I can remember. So I Mm -hmm. hear what you're saying, that he has to be the president for all, and I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm. But I can point to different things that he did that helped specific demographics and nobody else but them but I can't point at nothing that he did for us. And okay. a lot of people, myself included, thought whether it was wise or not to think that way, that he would do something for us. I never thought so. And as a matter of fact, what would you expect him to do for us? What do you, what do you think he should have done that he did differently for us? His first act as president he said, I'm not even going to go to the table and talk about reparations. To hell with reparations. Get that out of my face. That was his first act. George Bush tabled it for him to deal with. And he said, nah, man, I ain't dealing with that. Get that out of here. He, mm-hmm. he helped pillage through AFRICOM the continent of Africa. Um, he was behind the whole Qaddafi thing. Of, of of executing and assassinating that man, which would have brought Africa to a place of financial independence, which would have helped the whole diaspora. So what did I expect him to do? I expected him, and this may sound crazy. This, as a matter of fact, I know this sounds crazy, but I know what happens to presidents who buck the system, they catch bullets. I would have expected him to catch a bullet. Well... I um I, I don't I agree with some of that you said. I mean you're you're a very intelligent brother. I can tell by talking to you, and I, I like having conversations with people like you. You know because it helps me to grow and it helps me to form the right decisions and opinions. But uh, going back to what I said about he's he's not the president of Black America because other presidents before him didn't do those things either. Right. So you can't I I can't at least I can't I can't blame him for doing the things he did because that's his job. That's his job. And as far as taking the bullets, he took a bunch of bullets, you know, because of him. I got health insurance. I'm a black man. I got health insurance because of him. Right. So he did do something for black America. He gave us health care, even though even though. He helped other people too. The health, the health care benefited black people, brown people, white people, green, red, yellow, pink, whatever. Everybody benefited in this country from that. So that's something he did for black people, right? We had a um, a predatory banking system that really focused on black folks. Get black folks these low-rate loans, get them in these houses, and then the banks are just looking, we're going to foreclose, we're going to do this and that, really to help to hurt our community. And that was put in place, not by Barack Obama, but George Bush, George H.W. Bush, even Bill Clinton. 
put all that into motion, right? So he got in office. He changed all that. You know, he he reformed the banking system, even though the guy we have now is tearing down our banking system, you know, and he's putting it back the way it used to be before we had that big recession. But uh, but doing something, he can't as president and keep his job by going out and saying, okay, I'm going to do this just for black people. I'm going to give them reparations. I'm going to do this and do that. Well, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. They would have impeached him. Because you can't they do that. They wouldn't have impeached him. They wouldn't have impeached him in his first term because he had a democratic, uh, a democratic Congress. So he right. wouldn't have been impeached. But, and I'm not even saying that he should have given reparations to black people because a part of me thinks that we would waste the money anyway because we may not be at a place. Everybody be driving. Right. But to say I'm not even going to have the conversation is a slap in the face. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but mm-hmm. it's the symbolism of it. The symbolism yeah. of it is saying, you know what? Um, nah, not so much. Y'all don't deserve nothing. We don't deserve nothing. When mm-hmm. he went and gave that speech to those mm-hmm. graduates and said, pull yourself up by your bootstrap, stop complaining. And mm-hmm. some of these students that was there barely have boots. Right. That that was a slap in the face, brother. So, I, I, but and, I don't think he meant it to be a slap in the face. I mean, we yeah, can, but you know what? If I go and I rob your house, it don't it don't matter what I meant. Your stuff is still gone. Mhm. But I don't think I don't that I like your analogy is good, but I don't think it applies to uh, with Barack Obama because he didn't take anything from anybody. You know, he did his best, best, even though he couldn't. He, I, like I was saying at the beginning, he acts. I think, my opinion, I think he actually cared for people. You know, but the uh, he just couldn't do a lot of things. As far as him saying, uh, mentioning or tabling the rep, reparation thing, it is unreasonable for any black person, in my opinion, to think we're going to get reparations. It's not going to happen. And I think he realized that. But but but, but it's happened with other demographics. Well, it happened with the American Indians, for lack of a better term, of the indigenous people of this land. It's happened with, 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 with Japanese. It's happened with Jews. It's happened numerous times. So why would it not be, you know what I'm saying, feasible when it comes to us, but when it comes to other groups, okay, we can find some paper for you. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that, man. But um, um, I don't know. I don't, as far as reparation is concerned, I don't really know. I don't have a lot of knowledge on what he did for Japanese people and, and what what the like in America. Well, he didn't do it. Native, Native, he didn't do it after World War II and the internment mm-hmm. camp. They gave some. Pay- you, you know what? We going off on Barack Obama, and mm-hmm. it's not fair to him because he's not at, in, in, in charge anymore. So, and not to cut you off, but to cut you off, how about you give us something on fixing the world? Let's go back on topic because we because we digress <laughs> a little bit. Oh, you know, uh, I thank I, you so much, Ron. That was wonderful how you put yourself back where you're supposed to be. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ron. Uh, for us fixing the world, what we can do to fix the world. Um. 
I can fix my corner of the world, but I'm not going to, in my lifetime, there's no way I can fix this world because I don't, first, I don't think Americans really care about anything that's going on. Most Americans, I think, don't really care about what's going on in our society. They don't care about looking at the politics or news or whatever about everybody's out for themselves. I, I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And I don't care about anything. I'm tunnel vision. You know, I'm blind to all the rest of that stuff. So what can I do to change the world? I can, uh, I can try to feed the homeless. As a matter of fact, I do that sometime. I, you know, I went to the Dollar Tree and bought a bunch of dollar stuff, and I spent a lot of money doing it. And then I went out and handed it and that stuff out to homeless people in these tents because they need things like socks, um, uh, water, and uh, hygiene products and soap and socks. And where are you from, brother? What part of the country you live in? I live in California. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, okay, okay. That's what's up. Right. So yeah, I mean, that's little things I can do. I can't do any. I can't do anything big because I'm not king of king of planet Earth. But what I can do, small parts, and I think if we encourage other people to do small things, those small things will add up to big things. You know what I mean? So maybe I can change the world by encouraging others. And I try, actually, I try to do that, you know, on my page, um, just when I'm out in public and when I'm doing my thing, even at work. But, um, you know, I think that's what we can do. We, just small steps, baby steps, because we're not going to change this world in one fell swoop. That's my opinion. So... Well, and that's a great opinion, and I, I think that you won't be the only one who has a similar opinion. In fact, some of the comments that were left on that post, um, I think um, people uh, feel the same way as far as, you know, yeah, right. small things that could all add up to that big change that, you know, we're wanting to see. One of the other things that you said um, about that actual post was that you could be the change that you are looking to see in the world. And I think that's important too. Um, yeah. I think I posted that yesterday, so, right? The day before, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You posted that yesterday on my post. Right. So um, gentlemen, I I absolutely love the, the conversation you guys allowed us to, to take part in and listen to, because I think that is what needs to happen. And the fact that, um, it calls to question a lot of things. I, I hear mm-hmm. both perspectives, and this is a conversation mm-hmm. that Ron and I have had before because of my mm-hmm. support of Obama and his wanting to school me in understanding. And I think this is a conversation that needs to be had by a lot of people because it's not necessarily about the the man but the right. politics that are involved in, in that position. And then when we place all of our hope mm-hmm. in something that's already systematic, it, it's like, got to open your eyes. So I get it. But okay. um, I definitely do not want to um, hold you hostage to the wind down. And uh, so I do. I am going to allow you to, at any point, go ahead and, and um, bid your goodbyes to us as we continue to have some conversations. So you're more than welcome Stay around, listen to the show. 
Uh, thank you. You know, this is Mike again. Thank you so much for the inviting me. And I really learned a lot just by talking to Ron. Ron, look me up. Hook me mm-hmm. up. Send me a friend request. But um, not only will I do that, but I don't want you to you know what I'm saying just 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 do a drive by. You know what I'm saying? This ain't a one night stand. You know what I'm saying? Come on by, you know what I'm saying? Check us out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we talk right. we talk some good stuff sometimes, and sometimes we talk some fuckery. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. we try to have a nice right. little mix of the two. But that being said, brothers like yourself, that, that because I, I hear your perspective, and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily disagree with what you say. I right. just, so in other words, if it's 360 degrees to the circle, they all of those degrees lead to the middle. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying all of those degrees lead to the middle. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. just because we don't see eye to eye on something doesn't mean that we can't get to the same endpoint. And as right. a people, I think we need to look at our interests. Mm-hmm. And if we have common interests, we need to focus on those. And the little things that we have disagreements about, we can table those for another day. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I appreciate you, brother. You know, like I said, actions speak louder than words. Words are easy. Oh, okay. Would you yeah. do me a favor, Mike? Yeah. Could you inform those people that are listening, um, because it says author. So if you're an author, would you please share with us um, maybe your latest project or how we can find some of your work? Uh, well, yeah. I, I've written two books. One is my autobiography. The name of it is The Dopeless Hope Fiend. That's a play on Hopeless Dope Fiend. I'm a dopeless hope mm-hmm. fiend, right? And it's a biography of everything I went through because years ago I was a police officer. Just to give you a short, my short story, I was a police officer in, in Oakland, California for 10 years. And then I started a business. Then I quit and I started using drugs, right? And then I became homeless. Matter of fact, the subtitle of my book is The Dopeless Hope Fiend. Veteran police officer become uh, homeless drug addict before finding redemption after near death experience. So that's pretty much what's going on with me. Um, I'm going to send you a copy of my book, and you know, you let me know what you think about it. And um, I've, I've don't send it to her. Send it to me. Don't send it to her. She don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. So you know, uh, God is good, and you know He's he's guided. He's guided my steps, and and He's working. What's that about? Ron is tripping. He's doing everything tonight. I'm sorry. We were just talking about how Ron is being very aggressive this evening. But go ahead. No, that's that's it. I have another book. It's uh, poetry and short stories that I have written. You know, Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm not working on anything right now because I'm I'm working, but I'm really giving some big consideration to my next project you know so um okay. you know i'm this is not a drive-by like ron said I'll, I'll be here i'll i'll be here every week so you're every what every wednesday at um 7 30 my time right your time yes yes sir right yes okay. sir. i'll be here next week okay well you enjoy the rest of your evening and if you would want to stay on and listen or you can jump on the live and check us out or you can stay on this catch next week it's up to you but i want okay. to definitely thank you and i definitely give you the opportunity to to share what what you do um with right. everybody so thank you for that uh, thank you i appreciate you peace and blessings All brother right. All right.
All right, Ron. So um, you are really doing a lot. So um, I you want a piece of me? Is that what you're saying? You want a piece of me? I, I don't. I would no. not buy it. Uh-uh. 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 I have a request on live. We have a request on live from Terry um, who wants to know, can we help him with his child support, please? So, oh, Lord have mercy. So, so listen, so listen, Terry goes to work every day. He posts pictures and stuff that he goes to work. You helping yourself with your child support, brother. Um, have a good day. I think that you just solved your problems here. The job, uh, Iman, it was real simple, direct. And, I mean, it was kind of like no-brainer. Like. So Terry is a male, Terry not a female, correct? Terry is a male. Terry is a male. Mm-hmm. So Terry, yes, yes, I can't help you with your child support. Pay that shit. Hey. Pretty. No, because if you don't, they coming got, after you. He's batting the thousands tonight, Terry. That was too. They coming three. after you I if you don't them. pay it. They coming after you. The one thing I would say yeah. though is, is 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 if you have any expenses for your child, healthcare, get that documented. If you have any money that you send to that child directly, document it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever expenses you have in your life document it that will mitigate the amount to a certain extent what you have to um pay out so just document everything get all your paperwork together when you go to that court um other than that i hope you ain't looking for no financial help no we got about 30 kids and to take care of Something tells me that Terry knew that that wasn't going to go the way that he, he was hoping. He knew already. Wasn't nobody about to cut him no checks. You listened to the um, wrong show if you thought that was going to go down that way. You listened to the wrong show. It, was, it, was, it wasn't going that way. Um, but I think um, the fact that and, – and make sure – you know, and this is coming from a, a daughter, and, you know, I'm nosy as hell, so I went to Terry's stage I'm trying to see, you know, if Terry's for real, whatever. But coming from a daughter, I just want to say, don't mistakenly think that paying your child support is being active in your child's life because even when you can't pay that child support, your daughter's memories are made by the time you spend and that time you put in. So, you know, the money is one aspect. There's a whole other um, loving of your child and being active in your child's life that matters even more than a dollar. So I just want to throw that out there. I don't, I don't know if that's received or if you already know that. I, I don't know. But that's just coming from somebody's daughter. So. And um, also realize to, your child, your child ahead, gets child ahead, support for 18, maybe 21, depending on, you know what I'm saying, the states and the laws, whatever. But they're going to be your child until the day that whoever dies first. So that's going to be a longer time frame than that little 18 to 21 years. So that energy and that time you put in is definitely worth more than that paper. So I, I definitely agree with what you said, Ms. Moore Books. 
Thank you so much. And, you know, my baby's here, like Imaj and Ron, and I love them sometimes, so I confide in them. And they all they already know that as a grown-ass woman, I have a struggle right now with the relationship that I have with my own father. Um, it's very strange, and it's very difficult because the years when it mattered, how he impacted me, how much he deposited in, now that it's payout time, if you didn't deposit it's hard to pay out. So because I'm a compassionate human being who cares for other people, he's getting the benefit of that. But unfortunately, if I were another type of person, I would be able to shrug off the fact that sometimes he needs me. So, um, but. So how come you're not compassionate to me? How come I'm the only motherfucker who gets incompassion from you? Oh, God. I cannot. Ron, sometimes I am compassionate. Like, when that lady Never. wanted to take your, uh-huh, when that lady wanted to have sex with you, she wanted to put your hands on your ankles, I was nice to you. And I was not giving her your full address. I just gave her pieces of it. But I made sure that you did not get snatched <laughs> away. So I, I'm compassionate. Watch yourself. I hate you. The ones that, I, I know, I know. I wanted to read you a couple because I want to see what Yvonne and Ron think about some of the answers that we got about changing the world. Um, and if you have anything you want to say on the live and the live feed, please talk to us there too. Um, I was waiting on Marvelous Harrison to show up, but he didn't um, because he said accountability was something that can change the world. And I wanted him to kind of elaborate on what he meant about accountability because these were things that if there was one, the question was if there was one thing that could impact change, what would, excuse me, what would that be? And um, he said accountability. So I know what that means to me. I know that could mean something totally different to Imaj, could mean something to Ron, but nobody cares what it means to him. But, you know, for everybody else, you know, it means differently. So that's something that marvelous. If you're out there and you want to call in or you want to jump on the live and talk to us about that, that would be so cool. Um, Julia Press Simmons said the worldwide legalization of marijuana would impact the world in a positive way. Ding, 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 ding. I knew that. That would get him to thinking. Um, I would ask Imaj what she thought. She went dark on me. But she Imaj ain't never been dark in her life. She high yellow and looking luxurious. Wait a minute. So first of all, I had to flip my camera around so I could blow my nose. Thank you, black people. Black people. So I was, I was trying saying, to be respectful. Just, my screen was uh, dark up there. I was going to ask you what you thought about legalizing marijuana all over the world being impactful. And I looked up and you were there, and then now you're like mad at me. No, as long as the batshit crazy ones can smoke it freely and calm their asses down, I'm okay with it. <laughs> If they if you don't need it and you are okay, then we're good. But if you bat it and you need that shit, smoke that shit. Like don't hit it. Forget it. I I I excuse it. 
Okay. This is the oh, that was that you think that? Oh, that was my oh, Have you ever, have you ever, Imaj, have you ever seen somebody smoke weed that did not need it and it did not have a good effect on them and you wish they had not smoked weed? No, because the thing is this, like, before they smoked it, they were getting on my nerves. And then they calmed their asses down. So, so you think it's all in the strand? You think it's all in the strand, like, what the type of weed you smoke is, like, it has the right effect know. on you, so you should find your strand? You should find your strand, grow your shit, and be happy. And Because I don't get why some people are support, they just need it. They need it. Like, I get why you need it, because when you don't have it, you're batshit. That's why when people are like, oh, you know, I'm bipolar, I have, you know, this, that, and the third, and I ask them, like, well, do you smoke weed? Because that might calm your ass down a little bit. I mean, I don't smoke. Well, maybe Ron needs a certain strand of weed. Because I think tonight... First of all, all, what I'm going to need y'all to do is call it a strain and not a strand. All right? That's number one. Strain, strain, piece of... Oh, strain. Okay, whatever. I don't smoke it, so I don't know the the vocabulary that goes with it. Excuse me, America. It is not strain. Okay. It is strain. Number two, what I'm going to say is that there's not one indigenous culture who didn't have something that they inhaled to calm their asses the fuck down. So it definitely does that. But um, as a man who hasn't smoked in a long time, um, sometimes I be seeing it. It be calling me like Pookie sometimes. But I say no. Oh, I say no. You're quiet, don't you? What you uh, say? You smoke crack? You no, know I don't smoke no crack. You smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you know how you said it, like, oh, God, I need this. I need this. Like, I'm a fiend. And you, you sound like a crackhead to me. Like, no, but what you said earlier was, was accurate. I don't need mar. I would assume people don't need marijuana to deal with themselves. They need marijuana so that the world can deal with them. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what she said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm okay with you smoking it. Like, I'm okay. Like, I'm not going to be upset that you out here smoking weed as long as you're smoking it in the house and you ain't lacing it with a whole bunch of stuff and it's calming your jumpy ass down. So so how do you set parameters? How do you – because how do you say you can have – because that's the thing I think some people that are decent people fear is how do you say, well, you can smoke marijuana – but you hold on, hold on. What the fuck do you mean, decent people? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like to spin and put them. I don't know. I don't know, Ron. I don't know. Because there are a group of people that are not decent when it comes to this topic. And let me finish the question, and maybe you'll get what I'm saying. So I don't know if I want you to finish, because there, there are people who are decent that smoke, people who are decent that don't smoke. There are people who are pieces of shit that smoke and pieces Can of shit that don't smoke. Can you shut the hell up and let me ask my question? Thank you. So how do you set the parameters on the uh, of what is allowed? How do you say, yeah, it's okay for you to smoke weed. We're going to let you do that. But you cannot sniff cocaine. That's not okay. It's okay for you to 
Um, but First of all, stop that a... because weed is not what they call. People lie and say weed is a gateway drug. It's not a gateway drug. It is really not. I'm not Nobody saying it's a gateway smoked. drug. I'm asking you, how do you set the boundaries of what is allowed? At one point, um, alcohol was prohibited. Is it just me, or did she have a hard time saying the word prohibited? What's in that Yeti cup? Nothing. <laughs> because I have clearly sat here and had a Corona and a shot. So I'm sorry. I was trying to. And okay, I'm messing with my fingernails. You know, it, and then, then, then the laws changed. Okay, and so then it wasn't a bad thing. But then they had to come back and they had to police it. It wasn't just drink all the way, all you want, how you want, when you want. Yeah, then they exactly. had to come back and say, okay, let's police it. So yeah, my question is. So that people could enjoy it. Um, well, I can remember when I was a kid, and I'm telling my age, but I remember when I was a kid, my mom could jump in the car, and if she wasn't finished with her beer yet, she could drive me to the store and drink her beer in the car. I remember that. Then I remember when she drinking and driving. It Your wasn't mama illegal. was drinking and driving. It wasn't illegal. Then it became illegal. So, so, so you know what we got to realize? What we got to realize is that legal and illegal is a, 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 a governmental thing that is mostly run by money. If they can tax it, it's legal. So what we have, in my humble opinion, what we need to look at is what's detrimental to the person, detrimental to the body. And I will say that salt. But how do you and regulate sugar, that? Because they can't, they can't say, well, Ron, you can have this much, but Shamor, you can only have this much, and Iman, you can have this much. We gotta have a standard for everybody. See, but no, but there is no standard to, you know what I'm saying? To say, all right. Can they tell you how much sugar you can eat in a day? But sugar kill more people than any narcotic. But they do. They do narcotic. have a recommended allotment for everyone. They recommended. have a standard recommended allotment for everyone, and then it's, you take your life in your hand when you go over there. But they have a standard that this is daily consumption if you're a normal, regular, healthy person. They have that. They have a standard. Right, but I will tell you, and, and this is from my perspective, there is no amount of sugar that is healthy for you. Especially, I mean, it depends on what kind of sugar, white granulated sugar. There is no amount of that that is healthy for you. So when they right. say a standard recommended amount, that's because they say, all right, let's see if we can make 17 cents a day off of this person. If we can make 17 cents a day off of every American citizen, then we can make a certain amount of money and it's good. It's not about what's healthy for you. I mean, when I was hospitalized and I looked at the, the tray, they put iodized sugar excuse me, iodized salt on my on my tray. That shit ain't healthy for you. And I'm in a hospital and they giving it to us. So they don't care about what's healthy for you. It's not it, it's not about you being healthy and you being a good citizen. It's about how much money they can make. So they can care less. But but here's here was what I guess where I'm going is how do you how do you not continue to move the Ruler, you know, how do you not continue to say, you know, here we are, you know, alcohol is allowed now, and so now people are pushing for marijuana. So to say marijuana makes it, you know, 
to be okay everywhere. And then someone starts pushing for cocaine. And then once cocaine is um, allowed everywhere, then someone starts pushing for heroin. I mean, how? at what point are you able to say, how do you justifiably say, no, that's not, that's not okay? I don't know how they do it. I can't tell you how they do it. What I can say, though, is that certain drugs that they give our children, like Ritalin, you know what I'm saying, are worse mm-hmm. than heroin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and when you look at what they say, they say blood alcohol level. A blood alcohol mm-hmm. level is dependent upon how much blood you have in your body. That means how big of a person you are. So they don't say that this person can have three drinks and that's it. They say no, depending on your blood alcohol level, some people digest alcohol at different rates than others. Some people are able mm-hmm. to deal with alcohol at a different, you know what I'm saying, metabolism rate. So know that they even are doing that. They're saying that this percentage of your blood can't have it. That's not saying you can have three drinks or three blunts or three joints. That's not saying that. That's saying that this percentage. So if I gain weight, I can drink more than if I lose weight. Is that what you're telling me, Mr. Le- you know what I'm saying, Mr. Lawmaker? That's what they're saying. So it's not about you being healthy. It's not about you being uh, a productive citizen. It's about what they think, you know what I'm saying, is 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 is, 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 a, is a a standard. And all I'm saying is that those standards are based on money. It's not based on keeping you healthy or keeping you, you know what I'm saying, productive. It's based on what they can get monetarily, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. So fuck them. Okay. And I definitely think that because we have this uh, conversation where we kind of have these theories that we truly deep and wholeheartedly believe, I definitely think that there is a, uh, always a political background to a lot of the things that we deal with every day because I think that politics is the art of finding a way to tax life. Just that's what it. How do I get to make money off of a person in everyday life when they can start charging us for breathing and validate it and justify it? That's going to happen. However, for this conversation, I guess where I'm going is there is a push to make marijuana legal. Period. The end. And I'm just saying. With, once that happens, are we going to be done asking for those types of things, or will there be something else that we're like, okay, we got that, check, now let's move on to this next level of, you know, um, whatever drug. Because I, I'm looking at um, Edward Hawkins' comment about um, cocaine being frowned upon because of its addictive quality, but you're not going to tell me that there are not some people that cannot have a satisfying existence without marijuana? Like, do they smoke marijuana to a point where they feel like they need it? That's an addiction. There are people that are addicted to food. It is legal. I I just, you know, they try to tell us these things. Yeah, we're not going to do that because it's addictive and that's, that's going to harm society. They don't care if we're addicted. We're addicted to a lot of things. I am exactly. currently talking into a show. I'm live. And I'm also watching some things on my computer. I'm 
I'm obviously overdosing in technology or social media right now. They're okay with that. If that's all I did every day, nobody would try to regulate that. Because at some point they have an end to filter what they want me to buy, purchase, participate in, or whatever. It has a, there's a reason. And it's going to be a benefit for somebody at some point. Um, but I just, I just wonder, like, when we look at the push, I just wonder how do you justifiably tell somebody, yes, you can smoke weed, but no, you cannot have weed that has angel dust, you know, powder in it or whatever. You know, I don't know what it is, but what you call it, laced or whatever, but how do you how do you regulate that? How do you you know what it is? Don't be trying to act like you don't know. You know you were smoking. And, and you have to be, and you know you have to be careful of people who do stuff like that because I have a cousin who, when he was younger, someone did that and it messed him up. So you can't be lacing everything in your little weed. I mean, I I get that you all do it, but it messes you up. So don't do that. At all. This is a little lesson from the EMOD section. But I just yeah, wonder, like, how do you get to regulate this? Like, if, I, if I'm a, a weed smoker and then I say, hey, I put this in my weed, this time I smoke my weed, I'm still smoking weed, but I'm putting this in it. How do you regulate mm-hmm. that and say that I can't when it is 80, 90% weed, so why can't I just sprinkle this little stuff in there that, and what makes it illegal because I'm not overindulging in it? I just think that that's, you know, devil's advocate here. I think that is one of the downsides of trying to, because think about how we still fight with that whole drinking and driving thing and um, the, the number of deaths that we have for drinking and driving incidents and it's still there even though you regulate it and you you've got police officers that will make you do sobriety tests and you've got, you know, um, Uber that can pick you up from a place and you don't have to drive, people still do it. So just something. Okay, one of the another one um another one of the comments about how we can change the world. Somebody said equality. Equality would change this world for the better. So now, to that point, I seen a few years ago, I seen a a cartoon. And as opposed to equality, I would say justice. And the reason I would say justice as opposed to equality, because we all don't need the same things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the cartoon that I saw, it was a six-foot fence. And somebody was yep. two foot, two feet tall. Somebody was four feet tall. Somebody was seven feet tall. The seven feet tall person doesn't need a four foot boost to see over that fence because they can always right. they can already see over it. But the person who's two mm-hmm. feet needs their four foot boost and the seven per and the seven foot person's four foot boost to see over it. And the person who's four feet just needs one of them. So. If it was equal, then all of them would have one four-foot boost, and but they don't all need that. So equality, I hear what they're saying, and I get what they mean, but 
I think that that's not the answer because we don't all need the same things. Like, for instance, me and Amaj don't need mental um, help, but Shamor does. So, like, so if we all got mental help, it wouldn't help me and Amaj, but it would help Shamor. So she actually needs me and Amaj's mental help also because she's that bad. She's crazy. She's ape shit. Like the song was, you know what I'm saying, said, I knew you would be over the time. I knew you would go over the time because you talk too much. Um, but as opposed to equality, that, I say justice. Justice is everybody can see over the fence, and that's just. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to equality. One because, of the things that govern my my teaching all the time. Um, I, I'm glad that I was able to experience this early in my teaching. And we're going to stay on for a minute. I hope that Blog Talk does not just cut us off like it has done last few times. Um, but one of the things that was amazing for me was when I saw, and it's much like what Ron is talking about, it was saying that fair is not equal. Because in the group of, of young people that I deal with, one of the things that they always say is, that's not fair, that's not fair, that's not fair. That's their big focus when they deal with anything is, is, is not fair. And it was one of those things that, for me, it was like, how do I make them understand this? And that, that little phrase, that little um, saying helped me a lot because of what I had to do with exactly what Ron is saying. I had to get these young people to understand that fair for for you and fair for that other person doesn't mean you get the same stuff. You know, fair is it costs two dollars to get into the program and you already have a dollar seventy five and this other person only has a dollar, giving you the same amount isn't going to make sure that, that person gets in, but giving you the amount you need to equate to that two dollars, that is the fair thing. If I'm if I'm going to be helping people, and for them that worked for them to understand that worked a lot for them to see the the point in that if even when you come to this person and you say it's not fair, I have to kind of step back and say, but what do I mean when I say that? Do I mean that I'm not getting the better end of the deal because is that fair that I get the better end of the deal over someone else? So. I I agree with that whole thing that Ron was saying, and I definitely feel like it's one of those things that you have to be able to see clearly the situation so you can see clearly what the justice is in the situation. So we agree? Oh shit. Yeah, that's how I know it's time to get off the air because lightning is going to come through my window or something because I never make you. Uh, someone said the disappearance of greed would be one of the things that could definitely change the world. We took away I like greed. that one. I bet. A couple of people would say get rid of Trump, of course. Um, Patricia Leach said knowledge of self. Knowledge of self is something that could change the world. And I think here lately, I think that is a great piece to the puzzle. 
not just for, because a lot of times we say knowledge of self, and that's like goes back to what the guy was saying about everybody's king and queen, and that's where we go automatically in our minds. That kids need to know that come from king and queen. I'm talking about knowledge of self for everybody. I'm talking about much like um, Barbecue Becky, we have Permit Patty now. I'm talking about knowledge of self in the sense that you own your shit. I'm talking about knowledge of self in the sense that you recognize that your privilege allows you to do things to people that you shouldn't even do. Knowledge of self on a grand scale. I think people need to be able to recognize how, depending on their heritage, culture, um, stakes in life, their advantages over others, and it kind of goes back to that fair and equal and just, and that people need to own their shit. You need to know that you are doing something that puts someone in a position that they may not have the resources to get out of, so it is fair for you to oppress them. You know, I think that's really important, and that knowledge itself when did something for me. I was like, yeah, that's deep. Because if people were honest and own their shit and really wanted to do something to um, get past that or better that situation, we could change a lot. We could change a system that we always say we can't change. So. No, I hear you. But let me let me come from this perspective. We he always got to say something. No, 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 no. Show me, show me, show me. Sometimes okay. you can have knowledge itself and see that that knowledge itself is a dead-end road. So what I mean by that, and this, I know this is going to rub people the wrong way, but I don't really give a fuck. Um, knowledge do. itself. <laughs> if a European acknowledges that the universe is at war with them, what they're going to do is they're going to find a way to self-preserve themselves. What do I mean? When you look at the sun, that's the basic, the most natural thing we have. The sun is at war with Europeans. It burns them. It gives them skin cancer. It's trying to do away with them. The sun, there's a train of thought that says that. So genetics, when you mix a a brown person and a white person, that child is not going to be white like that. is going to be more brown. And if you mix again, it's going to, depending on what you mix with, white or brown, is going to get that direction. You're going to go in that direction. So I say that to say this, that if a European looks at knowledge itself and realizes that their birth rate right now is at a negative birth rate. So for every two Europeans that die, there's only one and a half that's born. That means that eventually they're going to be no more Europeans if they keep doing what they're doing. Whereas the indigenous, the African, the, the, the Hispanic, Spanish, whatever you want to call them, their birth rate is at a plus. So knowledge itself for a certain demographic is saying, if I keep doing what I'm doing, we're no longer going to be here. That's Steve Stout did a, a documentary called The Browning of America. You know what I'm saying? And Francis Cress Wilson, the uh, the ancestor, talks about this. And when we realize that certain demographics, 
their knowledge itself means that for me to survive as a people, not as a person, but as a people, I have to do things to diminish other people. So knowledge itself does help. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't. But for a certain demographic, knowledge itself means that I have to be a little more wicked. So that's where... And, and definitely, that's an option, but it, it's the assumptive. It's the assumptive. On your side, you're assuming that they're going to do self-preservation in the sense that it's going to make them want to do even more um, oppressive behaviors. And on my side, I'm thinking knowledge itself, if we're trying to go in this place where we're we're doing something to um, facilitate change that you are owning your shit and we're getting past that. Because it's nothing like, let me tell you, again, But if you get past that, story. then you may not have a great-grandchild, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? They may and not have so. a great-grandchild, so there's no getting past that. <laughs> you have to preserve <laughs> the race. And, and all that means is you've got to go make some babies. Okay, we get it. We get it. But I was just going to say. No, you don't fucking get it. How about that? You don't fucking get it. Don't be trying to pacify me by saying we get it. Let me see. Is there a mute button on this damn thing? Because I want you to shut the hell up. Um, I was just getting to a point where, you know what? It's not even worth it. I'm going to move on. Another one, another one that was said was um, someone said simply shaking hands with one another. That would change the world. Yeah, okay. I don't know what your hands have been. But I don't know where your hands have been. You got hands sanitizer? Well, we can all, we all know where... Some people nasty. We all know oh, where God, your hands pharmacy. I realize how many of them is nasty as you. We know where Ron's hands are being in America, so... And we're not even wanting to play with them. All like in the cooch. I'm gonna now this one this one I know you wanna hear. This was from Daryl Harvey. Isn't that your friend? Ron, isn't that your friend? Daryl Hardy? You know what I'm talking about? Harvey. I don't know. You said Daryl Hardy? Harvey. Harvey, um, sure, yeah, okay, sure, that's my friend, sure. I don't remember that person. You don't remember. Okay, well, whatever. Um, I was thinking he had been in the show, but maybe not. Anyway, he said, number one, all blacks need to shake the nigger mentality. Number two, there needs to be racial equality. And number three, there needs to be free Education. I like that third one. Those are, yeah, I like the third one. Can I say something about that though? Don't we have free education now that we have this um, information age, and you can learn anything? What we don't have is free documentation of education. You can't get a free certificate that says that you had this education. But you can go steal the syllabus and go to the library and get the context and read it all to yourself. So education, to me, seems like it's not that the education isn't free. It is the documentation that says you have that education is what we have a problem with having. 
Imaj, this she go being all smart and shit. This she go being all smart and shit. I just, I'm just, I'm just feeding back to your uh, former statement that it is everything is about money. No, you're right. You, listen, you are a thousand percent right. Because at first when you said, "Don't we have free education?" I'm like, "Well, no, you gotta have internet access." But when you talk about the library, you can go to the library for free. You can you have access to all of the library's materials, so you can educate yourself for free. You are a thousand percent correct. You are not lying. It's just documenting that education that we don't have for free, and, and I can't disagree with you. You're and right. you know one You're of the things that right. I saw that pissed me off recently is I saw a statement made that um, it is in at the college level where you're like you're taught you've been taught elementary school you've been taught middle school you've been taught in high school it is the one time in your life where information changes and the way you receive it is different that you're not being taught, you're no longer being taught. Because in the college level, it's not about teaching you. The way that a college professor handles a class, it's not about the hold your hand one-on-one, let me guide you through this. It stops being that. And it's the most expensive time and the most mentally developing time. And it's like, that's crazy that that's how the system works. That's, That's interesting teaching. that you say that. Huh. I don't know that it's the most mentally developing because that um, that early childhood is, is the most mentally developing to me. But okay, but you got to go back and look at the brain development that. because there's a whole thing going on with that frontal lobe of the brain during that yes. stretch of time, yes, and that that is that is a long time period that that is still not developed. And the most decisions well, my, brain, my brain is still developing. I, I, I ain't pretty developing. I got a soft, you, you don't have to I got a soft spot on the top of my head right now. You have a soft spot all over your damn head. The talkative one. Your mama. Um, she said it too. Um, <laughs> somebody said the end of racism and someone said Empathy needs to become a greater part of everybody's lives. I can agree with that. Um, prayer was one. Whatever. And respect for all. That's what someone said. But I, you know, that respect for all, you know, I just kind of was like, oh, yes, that's really cute. Because here's my thing. I think people can respect you or or make you feel like you're being respected and still not give a damn if you are achieving anything. I think that someone could actually... Because in my mind, I remember, because I, I remember my college experience, and I think that I was respected because I wasn't what they typically saw as the black girl in the classroom, and I think they respected this mystical thing that they saw me as. But I can recall several of them who did not, in their respect for me, 
try to guarantee that my experience was um, equitable, you know, that it was an even experience with the deficiencies I came in with. And I say that because of how different my background was from the majority of the students that I, I went to school with in college. And there were definitely some deficits in my high school or my formal education before college compared to some of the other experiences. And my professors could call it that. I actually had one that exactly told me that, like, oh, yeah, you're you're coming from a space where this, this, this. But did he do anything? Well, I don't want to say him. Some of them didn't do things to make it like Ron said. You need to stand on the four books. This person doesn't need but one, and this person doesn't need any. So we're going to give you the four books. I didn't have that. And I think that kind of plays into, yeah, you're being respectful. You didn't call me a little nigger girl in class. You you know, you didn't say sit in the back. You know, you respected me, but you didn't make it where I achieved at the same level as other people because of the deficit. I could see if it was something that I was doing to my demise. But so are you, you saying that they respected the you but not your journey? I don't know how you would coin that. And that was that's my that's my issue. I I think that it's something about saying that respect would would do such a great thing for an uh, unjust system and I think that that can be that you can be respectful of someone and not help them. Does that make sense? Absolutely not. Then that's what I mean then. Because, you know, what, are you, what is it that you're respecting? If I'm respecting that, you know, I respect her for now. So then are they really respecting you? If they're saying that, yeah, that, that oh, you're not. They're respecting something. They're respecting aspects. I think you can respect aspects. Maybe you can't. Maybe don't have any respect for my life. So if somebody was trying to shoot me, they wouldn't be like, hey, don't shoot her. But maybe they were respecting my tenacity to want to learn. So she wants to learn. Great. Oh, they're going to kill her? Go ahead and do that. You know what I'm saying? You respect my drive, but maybe you don't respect my life because you don't see the value of that. I just feel like respect is not something that is, Gonna be one thing for everybody. Like I that's think one of the words like love. That's one of the words like love. I think like what is respect? Yes, yes. Like like you said, I think greed is specific enough that it is what it says yes. it is for anyone. Yes, but then when you go respecting someone, and that could be because I'm jaded because of the system that I have come through, and I feel like based on what I've experienced that there is not a word that is specific enough to mean the same thing to everybody. Um, I could be using my bias. But I just feel like when I think of greed and I, I say, yeah, that is the same thing to everybody to me, respect and how you display that, I think that that doesn't mean the same. I, I think respect can be just like the the people that stand by and watch shit happen they didn't do nothing to make it happen, but they sure didn't do anything to not make it happen. And they could say that they were respecting that person's privacy or respecting that person's 
whatever. And no, you just watch that happen to me. Or, or in a situation yeah. like that, just laid out. Maybe they have respect, but their respect is at a seven, but their fear is at a ten. You know what I'm saying? So they like, I respect you, but I'm more scared to intervene in this situation. So that respect now goes out the window because fear has superseded it. I mean, that's possible. But that's yeah, respect possible. is one of those things that's that's it's like that's one of the words that it's like it's very hard to define, even though it seems like it's simple. But respecting somebody, like, what does that really mean? You know what I'm saying? And where does right. that line end of respecting you versus respecting myself? Which one supersedes the other? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Well, we have gone over a whole bunch of minutes. And so, yeah, it's time to wrap things up and call it a night and wind down and be over. So, you know, we don't wrap things up here. We go raw. Oh, my bad. That's the wrong topic. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You go raw and have babies. And Imaj and I, we wrap things up. Well, Imaj wrap things up, but you sound like you've been kind of dry over there. You kind of you, you, you kind of aggressive. Like, you need to let some energy out. Don't ever think that it's never a draft. Just know it's never a drop. If I am going without, it is because I choose to go without. You are so nasty. You brought it up. I wasn't even talking about it. Iman, she nasty, ain't she? Iman's is over there texting base so he can come through. That's what she's over there. No, but okay. No, really, I'm not. Because, well, you know, you know, I post my little post at nighttime and I say what I want to say. But some, and I hope that people are still watching. One of you whole ass people done reported one of my posts. Get off my page. What post did they report? Um, something about hump day. But one of you whole ass people has now got me in Facebook jail and I've been blocked for 24 hours. So when I come back. It's going to be ugly for you and your uh-huh. life. Oh, I don't want you to be in Facebook jail. Keep in mind I have to go live tomorrow when I go to this radio station. Are you serious right now, you whole-ass person? It's because you ain't getting no well, pain at nighttime on the hub day? Is it just, it, I'm not getting you none, but if you're mad, you're not getting none. You no, can I can't post nothing for 24 hours. You can't live on Ask Mind, right? I don't know. And then you can like tag your other one. I don't know if it'll put it over there today, but let me see. I don't know. We'll see. And then you know what? I hate Drake. He thinks she's reported you. Drake the one that reported you. He laughed. I don't know. He laughing because his ass saying Facebook jail. But I'm not bothering you. So what are you whole ass people is mad? You got a lot of Wait, up. Jay, you better not. Jay, if we find out you did it, we're going to get you. You ain't going to do nothing. We're going to pluck everyone out of your head with Girl, I can't even post over the code. Are you fucking serious? 
You know what? I can't We're going to find out who did it, and we're going to start up, you know what I'm saying? We're we, we, we going to hurt them. We're going to hurt them bad. Bad. I hope whatever nuts you get, then I don't satisfy you. <laughs> All right, I got to wake up 5 o'clock in the morning. I got to go. Yeah. Oh no, we got so a meeting. We, we got a meeting. Uh uh-uh, uh, we got a meeting before before you go to bed. Uh oh. We gotta say good night, everyone. So um, please feel free to join us for the wind down next Wednesday. But tonight we're gonna go ahead and wrap this session up. Say good night, everybody. We saved the world. And then we're I'm gonna stop the world. One deed at a time. And so that means we're not going to let Imaj kill anyone.